radioinfluence.com. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the Monday edition of the Dark Delight Podcast with... Frankie Bell on the drums and... Beans, you had a little tongue roll in today's. I can't do that. I put a little R. I can't do that. I can't roll my tongue. Well, if you, if you ever, if you like typo negative, you need to, you need to know how to roll, roll the R's because Peter Steele puts a lot in there every once in a while. Can't do it. Don't know how. Just doesn't work that way. Never have been able to. You will never fully be a woman until you can, you can do that. I wonder, if Dil- I wonder if Dylan Mulvaney can roll his tongue. <laughs> <laughs> if that's the sole criteria we're using now for womanhood. Anyway. See this face? You can't see it if you're listening, but it's a it's a it's called the bunny face. My Scrunch. It's true because when I was in when I was younger, my um my my boss at the time used to say things that made me not okay, and I would do that and he said what are you doing the bunny face for chuck uh, he was on the show once anyway okay today is going to be a little bit of a heavy show we have a heavy topic to discuss over the weekend the wall street journal released this column if you guys can see the screen you can see jeffrey epstein's face surrounded by a bunch of other screenshots the title of the column is Epstein's private calendar reveals prominent names, including CIA chief Goldman's top lawyer. And we're going to read through it, but that this is part of a much broader conversation we're going to have. A year ago today, almost, Frank, we did a show completely on how the left has politicized pedophilia so that they can use it as a weapon to stop those in their tribe for paying attention to it the right way. Because if only crazy right-wing conspiracy theorists are talking about pedophilia in the houses of power and elsewhere in the world, then it must not be true. But if we did, and if we do talk about it, that makes us right-wing extremists. Right. In that year, since we had that show, the changes have been terribly exponential to the point where now if you don't support grown men dressed as women giving lap dances to 14-year-olds, you're crazy and you are a bad person. You're backwards, yeah. You're absolutely. Yeah. Um, no, no, it's the quickening is real. And it's, and it's a serious thing. Um, but I think, I really do think at the end of it, we'll get to... The point where we talk about how they have overplayed so so substantial, so substantially. Uh, no, nobody is really okay with with this whole idea that you can have adults involved sexually with kids who can't make that decision. It's disgusting, and they tried to. That whole minute, was it Minnesota where that bill had just been brought up to remove, to make, it was basically removing them as a protected class, I mean, making them a protected class? I don't know. And the the argument that like minor attracted persons are not actually pedophiles because they haven't actually.
acted on their feelings. They just feel them. And it's a mental thing that we should all coddle and, and accept. And, and what, not when you've got a bunch of people reading sexually exploitative books to kids in, in third grade and, you know, um, it's terrible. So we're going to talk about this Epstein column and then we're going to get into more of that. The nation's spy chief, a longtime college president and top woman in finance, the circle of people who associated with Epstein years after he was a convicted sex offender is wider than previously reported, according to a trove of documents that include his schedules. William Burns, director of the CIA since 2021, had three meetings scheduled with Epstein in 2014 when he was deputy secretary of state. They first met in Washington, and then Mr. Burns visited Epstein's townhouse in Manhattan. The excuse from from Burns is, well, he had no idea who he was. Full stop. That's absolute bullshit. Okay? Of course he knew who he was. Anybody who's telling you that is lying to you. The man has a picture of Bill Clinton in a dress hanging in that townhouse. It's terrible. I mean, he he bragged about starting the the Clinton uh, Global Initiative or the the foundation. Epstein? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Then that brings you to Haiti and Silsby and all the things that we had discussed way back in 2015, um, before before the election even. Uh, I, you know, somebody, I saw somebody like reviving the whole, um, quote, Pizzagate story over the weekend. I don't remember who it was. Um, and they did this whole big thread. And I, I, rem- I mean, I, we, you, we weren't doing a show yet, Frank, the two of us. But one of the meme sets that were going out before the 2016 election was Hillary Clinton with a bunch of kids in a plane because of Haiti and the uh, the uh, WikiLeaks emails? And they were there before the earthquake. Yes, they were. They were there before the earthquake, waiting, and uh, and then you know, they're trying to take a magical thirty three, a magical number thirty three children out of there. Yep. Um, Silsby, I believe, was was represented by a central american lawyer who had his own um child trafficking issues that he was fighting i I forget some some outrageous uh some outrageous side note just the kind of people that it's this is a pattern it's it's a pattern you can't you cannot overlook you can't rationalize right and it goes back decades and decades this isn't like all of a sudden people in positions of power became pedophiles and decided and it's it's been again if you talk about this if you talk about what goes on with the elite as we will continue to read end this topic socializing with people who have been you know convicted of sex offenses with children minors you're then a right-wing conspiracy theorist lunatic who believes in fairy tales, but they're not fairy tales, people. They're real. This is real. This is real. Kath- Catherine Rumler, a White House counsel under Obama and responsible for numerous other things. She just represented Saki in her Missouri v. Biden deposition issues. She's all over. She's a fixer. She had dozens of meetings with Epstein in the years after her White House service before she became a top lawyer at Goldman Sachs Group in 2020. 
He also planned for her to join a 2015 trip to Paris and a 2017 visit to Epstein's private island in the Caribbean. Dozens and dozens of meetings with a convicted sex offender after you were serving in the White House and when you were starting your, you know, fixer career. I, I, there's no excuse for this. Frank, If would you go meet with a convicted sex offender to talk about politics and strategy? No. No, I definitely wouldn't be seeking their money. It's um, it's just incredible how, well, it's not incredible. It should be the most obvious thing there that a guy like this had remained viable throughout all of that stuff, throughout um, operate. I mean, I, I, listen, but, but then again, all you need to know is Operation Leap Year. All you need to know is Operation Leap Year, and then you know why he was allowed to remain viable like this, because he had... Higher authorities higher than anybody could imagine vouching for him and keeping the dogs at bay. Who was that whistleblower from the bank, the Swiss bank that stepped out? Damn it. The Swiss bank? I don't know. It's all a blur in my mind. There was a whistleblower from a bank, a very high position, who stepped out and, and blew the whistle on what they tried to get him to do. He cried in his interview explaining it. He, he, oh, somebody in the, in the chat's going to know the name. Somebody in the chat, but let's continue here. Um, Leon Botstein, the president of Bard College, invited Epstein, who brought a group of young female guests to the campus. Noam Chomsky, a professor, author, and political activist, was scheduled to fly with Epstein to have dinner at his Manhattan town house in 2015. None of their names appear in the now public Black Book of Contacts, contacts or in the public flight logs of passengers who traveled on his jet. But the documents show that Epstein arranged multiple meetings with each of them after he had served jail time in 2008 for a sex crime involving a teenage girl and was registered as a sex offender. The documents, which include thousands of pages of emails and schedules from 2013 to 2017, have not been previously reported. They don't reveal the purpose of most of the meetings. And the Wall Street Journal couldn't verify whether every scheduled meeting actually took place. But most of the people told the journal they visited him for reasons related to his wealth and connections. Several said they thought he had served his time and had rehabilitated himself. It could be reversed. Served his time being let out to go to his mansion to, quote, work at nine to five every single day. You remember the special treatment he got in Palm Beach County down there? Yeah. All he got was 13 months of uh, of of house arrest and he could leave the house to go work. Right. Rob Bernier, Bernier, Bernard. I think it was Bernard. Rob. 13 months of pretty much just, uh, I don't know. That's it. Yeah, it was the Dutch. Ronald Bernard was his name. Here. Wait. Wait. I have to find it. It was Ronald Bernard. He had the most amazing testimony um, when he came forward. Anyway. If you haven't heard that, look for it and listen to it. Um, here we go. Mr. Burns met with Epstein about a decade ago as he was preparing to leave government service, said CIA spokeswoman Tammy Kupperman Thorpe. Quote, 
The director did not know anything about him other than he was introduced as an expert in the financial services sector and offered general advice on transition to the private sector. They had no relationship. I have a bridge to sell you in freaking Nebraska. This is nonsense. Yeah, yeah. just like just like it was it was coincidence that Bill Gates' chief science officer was was uh, named executor to Epstein's uh, estate. Yes, wasn't that the MIT labs? Yeah, oh, MIT is crawling with all that stuff. MIT, that's all that's all connected to Aaron Schwartz and uh, and and his death. And what he, what uh, many people say, that he stumbled upon a gigantic child, child uh, abuse video sharing network. MIT is rife with that. That's they were just involved. a conspiracy they, 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 theory. Yeah, what's that? That's just a conspiracy theory, Frank. It, yeah, well, it's all the, the the issue is it's um it's all uh, mutually exclusive events. None none of it actually connects. No, nothing ever connects. They're all very separate in the timeline. There's like, nothing. There's nothing connected from Epstein to Prince Andrew and and uh, and uh, and the Royals. Nothing from the Royals to Jimmy Savile. Nothing from there to Belgium to even the uh, the, the cult that was unearthed in 2016 and that was con- controlling most of South Korea. I mean, there's there's nothing. There's They're nothing all one there. offs. They're not connected to each other at all. Nexium, right? Nexium. Did, did anyone ever? I didn't get a chance to confirm whether or not Stormy Daniels actually did have a Nexium tattoo. To to have like the the, the KR yeah. tattoo. Mm-hmm. I, I I forget I forget what the the final conclusion was, but it wouldn't surprise me. Um, now Rumler had a professional relationship with Epstein in connection with her role at her firm, Latham Watkins, didn't travel with him, said a Goldman Sachs spokesman. Can you imagine having to answer these questions as a Goldman Sachs spokesman? Yeah. (laughs) Catherine Rumler is just jet-setting around the world (laughs) with with Epstein. Allegedly, they're saying no. Um, So then, oh, Epstein introduced her to potential legal clients such as Microsoft Corp co-founder Bill Gates, the spokesman said. Quote, I regret ever knowing Jeffrey Epstein, Miss Rumler said. Of course she did. Because he's dead now. I regret it. It's very easy to denounce somebody when they're not around anymore. And and Gisley Maxwell's in jail and the whole network is taken over by, I would have to assume, somebody else at this point. Yes, yeah, somebody else that uh, that Cindy McCain and all of her family would be very, very afraid of. Do you remember, somebody said in the chat, do you remember the video of the naked man climbing down the sheets out of the palace? Do you remember that? Yeah. Yes. Is it real? I don't I, know. I, I've seen that for years. I've seen that for years. I'm, I, and I was always like, yes, but is it real? And there's always, there's always uh, a split in consensus. There's never a consensus, I should say. There was a lot of crazy crap that came out. In 2006, Epstein was publicly accused of sexually abusing girls in in Florida who were as young as 14. The FBI and police investigated, and Epstein reached a deal with prosecutors in 2008. He avoided federal charges and pleaded guilty to soliciting and procuring a minor for prostitution. He registered as a sex offender and served about 13 months in a work release program. His 
case generated waves of media coverage at the time with publications in the U.S. and abroad reporting on accusations from underage girls and young women. In 2006, several politicians returned donations from Epstein. Some associates moved to distance themselves from him. His biggest known client, retail billionaire Leslie Wexner, later said he cut ties in 2007. His bank, J.P. Morgan Chase, later said it closed his accounts in 2013, though some bankers continued to meet with him for years after. Of course they did. It's not him. It's not him. He's not. He's just the. Mm. In 2015, Virginia Jeffrey publicly accused Epstein of sexually abusing and trafficking her when she was a teen and forcing her to have sex with influential people, including Prince Andrew. Prince Andrew has denied the allegations and last year settled a sex abuse lawsuit by her. Despite the negative press, what comes next? Kofefe. What comes What comes next is what? Isn't it despite the negative press, Kofefe? Oh, oh, oh. oh yeah, something like that, yeah. Because that's what Kofefe. it says in here. Yeah, that's what it says in here. Despite the negative press and that just boink, that comes into my head. Um, Epstein's days were filled from morning to night with meetings with prominent people. The documents show there were dinners at New York restaurants, meeting at luxury hotels and gatherings in the offices of prominent law firms. Many appointments were held at Epstein's townhouse in Manhattan, where you can see that photo, that painting of Bill Clinton in a dress on a couch. It's perfectly normal. I wouldn't think anything of that if I walked in and saw it. I would be like, oh, there's Bill again hanging out on the couch in a dress, in a blue dress. Prosecutors alleged in 2019 that the townhouse is where Epstein sexually abused female victims for years and paid some of them to recruit their friends. Um, Burns, who is 67 years old and a career diplomat and former ambassador to Russia, had meetings with Epstein in 2014 when he was the deputy secretary of state. A lunch was planned that August at the office of law firm Steptoe and Johnson in Washington. Epstein scheduled two evening appointments that September with him at his townhouse the documents show, and after one of the scheduled meetings, Epstein planned for his driver to take Mr. Burns to the airport. And then the quote from them is, the director does not recall any further contact, including receiving a ride to the airport. Please. So. That and a little, a little, no, never mind. We're on radio. A little nookie. A little handy. This, do you remember the story about Johnny Ghosh? Yeah. Can yeah, you, can, I, I, I mean, between that and uh, what we were talking about with Finders and the um, and the, the Franklin scandal. Yep. Can you tell that and, story quick for people, please? Just well, quick. Well, I mean, I, you're, you're just talking about, uh, the Finders thing was the most incredible thing because you're talking about cult activity. That that seems to have been directly handled and orchestrated and just moved by the CIA, but um, but but this is just it's an interwoven it's an interwoven series of I, I guess exposés into multiple circles that are run in many cases by military intelligence and all that, including children. It's all blackmail and and but blackmail and also recreation i think that when you when you that them has made it its way from small town america all the way up to the white house itself that's that's as far as franklin went um i've done pretty good in-depth shows on it 
um, in my archives. You can go check them out because it takes a long time to to put together. And I bring on guests to talk about that stuff. But really what what you, you start paying attention to or what you start seeing here is that not only is there a real world black male influence peddling aspect to all this stuff, there is a recreational ritual um, sacrificial end to this. So it's not just all it's not just all um let's get you know, some uh, politician drunk and take a picture of them in the bed right, with yeah right right because obviously as time goes on and culture starts slipping further and further into disarray and into degeneracy yeah you know, catching somebody in, in an extramarital affair just is not going to move the mountains that used to uh even being gay doesn't do that you, you couldn't be you you could not be gay um, you were kicked out of the places like the FBI quick if you were outed as a homosexual because that makes you blackmailable. Um, so even that, when the director is a closet homosexual, <laughs> oh yeah, it doesn't matter. Exactly, you know, J. Edgar Hoover would have been on a, a, a can of Bud Light these days. There's a reason but, why know. his last name was Hoover, right? But you know, him and Clyde. But you know, it's just uh, that, that's really. That's really what all that and and the finders thing, the FBI vault. They've been putting this stuff out over the last few years. Yep. Um, McMartin School. You're talking about uh, situations, stories that had straight up satanic, animal sacrifice involved, along with the 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 abuse of children. The Fox Island story. I mean, it goes on and on. So um, you can't start one without the other, but you also need to prepare a very in depth show. Uh, to tell the story correctly. So so they sacrificed Jeffrey Epstein because it just got too big, right? Yeah, he, yeah, he, I, that's what I would have to imagine. That he really holds no, he was handled by Maxwell. You know, you think you don't know Maxwell's family, Robert, the, his connections to the promise software, the so-called octopus, pretty much everything that we learn about Spectre in, in, uh, in, I in James that. James Bond, oh, oh, you know, oh. no, no, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. I mean, that she was, she obviously had more sway. She's the one that's still alive, but this guy, he he had been given, uh, he had been given an opportunity to just live a uh, a, a life free of any kind of repercussion until, of course, it got out of control and he started getting sloppy. Then then you become expendable. So. That that's what I always thought. They cleared they cleared his piece off the board in such an obvious way. I mean, there's I, I don't know anybody who has two brain cells to rub together who thinks that he killed himself in that in that jail cell in such high security situations with the all the malfunctions. Happened to stop working. At yeah, the, the, you had the the, the 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 stereotypical sleepy guards. You had the the the, the cameras that stopped working. It's. But the assault a couple of weeks before they put him into into suicide watch, even uh, even though he had been that was like a day or two after him upping the ante for release. I think that he upped the ante for, you know, his request for bond or something to well over 100 million dollars. You can say a lot of things about Jeffrey Epstein. Suicidal was not one of them. He wanted to live. His brother then, came out and actually made a whole big um you know, plea about that, that he didn't want to kill him. Oh yeah. He, he, he just became, it was, you know, the, the, uh, the risk had finally outweighed the reward for having him out there and, um, and, and being a, a little bit of a, a traveling salesman for these people. So we, we have that 
happening. For years, we were told we were crazy conspiracy theorists that Epstein wasn't doing anything wrong, that anyone who said for years, it's not like Epstein just came out of the blue all of the sudden when Hillary Clinton was running for president. This is something that had been discussed for years previous to that. But it really, with the advent of social media and everything else, it really took hold and took off. The whole uh, WikiLeaks email drop happened, all of the information that was in there, the, you know, the whole entire thing. And then the, the left decided to weaponize, to weaponize crimes against children as a right-wing conspiracy theory so that they could successfully use it in their own, you know, search for normalization of this society-wide. Because once that happens, we're done. We're completely done. Once people are okay with, the, the trafficking and, and sexual abuse of children in society, we're finished. We're lost. We're never coming back. And they're trying to do it now. And if they can get the kids to be okay with sex, which is what they're doing in the schools now, with these books that the, the president of the United States demands be on the shelves where children can read about how people give oral sex to one another and, you know, whatever else. Children in third grade third grade. I didn't even know what the hell that was in third grade. Like I, I, anyway, then they'll be able to successfully take over. Morality will be gone. We will, we will be a, an evil, sinful society. And that's it. That's it. So they politicized it. So if you were on the line or on the left or whatever, you need to put your foot down at kids. Don't let them make you feel like you're an outsider because you're like, no, we shouldn't really be sexually abusing kids. That's not really a good idea. Not a good idea. It's not really a good idea. And yeah, like the WikiLeaks emails and the information in them, they tried to write it off. Remember the Baphomet comment that was in there? The Moloch. Yep. uh, Yeah, that's what I meant. The spirit cooking dinner um, from Maria Abramovich, which people are like, oh, it's just an art show. no. No, it's not just an art show, okay? These people are literally... That's, that's one of the last things that they go to before saying, okay, fine, we are worshiping something out of this world. Uh, it's like, oh, it's, it's just performative. It's just performance art. You just, you're just uncultured. My gosh, you never had one of your friends lay in pig's blood before? <laughs> <laughs> so there was that. Somebody said... Um, the uh somebody said map that is pizza related on a napkin oh yeah they were just telling them how to get to the nearest pizza parlor like people come on it it was all very legitimate things that people said to each other in private that they never thought would be in public in emails very weird it was all very weird and (laughs) kyle seraphin just said come on frank tracy's friend circle just they, 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 they know how to have fun, right? <laughs> I don't know how many people Kyle's laying in pig's blood with, but hey, you know, I mean, whatever. You, what, you, what, what, you, don't, you don't bake cakes that look like your friends and then eat them, eat them ritual, <laughs> ritualistically? Gosh, come on now. I don't even want to laugh because it's so disgusting and, and hold on. Hold it's on. okay. I always have my rosary on me. Oh, gosh. A Serbian, I'm going to find, 
uh, human cake. I can't believe I even have to do this. Human cake? Just type in Tom Petty. Tom Petty. Yeah. Why? It wasn't that from the uh, Free Fallen video. Was it? Yeah, Alice in Wonderland. They... You don't remember that part of the music? Oh video? my gosh! Yes, that's right. That's right. I'm trying to find the picture of that cake where Lady Gaga is sitting there. Here it is. No, 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 no. That's not a cake. Lady Gaga and what's her name? That that is over an actual model. That oh, is just that's laying a person. In, in, that's, yeah, that's an actual model, a person. This is the cake on screen now. 2011, a human body cake. This was her exhibit. And there are shirtless men with knives cutting pieces of this cake for everybody to eat. Isn't that every girl's dream, though, to have shirtless men with knives cut up a cake that looks like them? Um, Might be some of Rumler's friends' dreams. Okay. If she's a girl, it's really hard. Um, hold on. In 2014, Epstein called Miss Rumler within weeks of her leaving the Obama White House, planned a lunch in August 2014 at his townhouse, followed by a series of meetings to introduce her to a wider circle of his acquaintances. Um, read this article. It's so many people and so many damn connections. In his calendar, De Rothschild's in here, too. A lot of, you know, Rothschild uh, connections. And I believe one of the Rothschilds was very much the on trying... No, that was not a r real person that was related. It was different. But she bought a million dollars worth of auction items at Epst on Epstein's behalf in 2014 and 2015, the connections there are serious. If you don't believe that there is some sort of globalist world order by this this point, I really don't know what to tell you. But this is like Red Pill 101 stuff that you need to learn to understand what's really going on in the world. I don't have my, my tinfoil hat. Well, I, I, to, to, at least, to at least have an idea of what is very prominent behavior by the stage crew. I mean, the, what's, going on, the, what's going on in the world consists of the, uh, the Joe Biden movie that you, you turn on the television and you get this surface level, like this oil slick on top of the surface of the water. But, but, but the stage crew... And that's really what really makes everything. That's what really makes everything work. You, and this is it. You're taking a, a peek behind the, the curtains. And, you know, remember right in the 2016 time period when they were doing the Clinton email investigation and we had just had Anthony Weiner, who was sexting pictures of himself with his child and married to whom Aberdeen. Do we remember the Anthony Weiner saga? Anybody? Does anybody remember yes. that? <laughs> then, I do. We had detectives coming out, supposedly, allegedly, from the NYPD who saw what was on that laptop and were, were moved to tears by it. Remember Eric Prince had come out and talked about that? It was a, that was a very exciting time. It, it really was. I, when, I heard, when I heard his initial interview that he gave on SiriusXM... Yeah, channel uh, twenty five, Patriot. I think I have it. It it was a morning. It was a morning time 
interview. I don't know if it was with Bannon or with Alex Barlow. It was Barlow. It was Barlow. And yeah. I was I was driving to go train a client. And as I'm getting my way to her house, I'm saying like, oh, man, I don't want to get out of the car. I want to keep listening to this. So I, I listened for a couple more minutes. I said I was stuck at a traffic light. And I heard all it was it was October 2016. I, I can smell the crispness of the air right now. And the closeness of the election, like there was just this buzz. And um, and to hear that, that was incredible. It was, I used this interview in my, um, in one of the, the stories that I had done at the time. Um, hold on. I got to find it. I'll find it for the show on Wednesday and we'll listen to it. Yeah, I'd love to listen to that again. Because it was really something and he was he was very serious about what he was saying. Um, is that it, and, and it was shortly afterwards when we found out about the about the FBI's strong arming the NYPD with you know reopening the Eric Garner case. It, and that was the making, story. Yes, that was part of the story. It was. It was yeah. when when Andrew McCabe was working with Loretta Lynch to threaten people in the New York field office uh, that they would use the Eric Garner case to persecute them if they didn't um, basically keep this under wraps. It was retaliation. It was it came out in the OIG report into McCabe leaking to the Wall Street Journal. It was tweeted 25 or 30,000 times, that tweet of mine. Hmm. I have to find it. But here's the um, interview. I don't know. Prince founder Blackwater, former Navy SEAL and uh, a great friend of the site, uh, retired Navy SEAL. I guess it's a permanent deal. Eric Prince, how are you, sir? I'm good, Alex. Good morning. Good morning to you. Or is it good evening? I don't know the the, the time change. It's evening here. It is evening there. So it's a, a first of all, your thoughts on this, the FBI saying 99 percent chance uh, multiple uh, agencies hack Hillary's email server. Sure. I mean, it's not like the foreign intelligence agencies leave a uh, thank you note after they've hacked and stolen <laughs> your data. We, we've so, we've requested you know, that, and they, and they never oblige for some reason. Uh, for some reason, not. But you know, I I, I want to give color on on why the FBI, why Comey had to do that last week. Yeah, please because do. Because of because of Wiener Gates and the sexting scandal, the NYPD started investigating it through a subpoena, through a warrant. They searched his laptop and sure enough found those 650,000 emails. They found way more stuff than just the uh, more information pertaining to the, the inappropriate sexting the guy was doing. They found State Department emails. They found a lot of other really damning criminal information, including money laundering, including the fact that Hillary went to this uh, sex island with convicted pedophile Jeffrey Epstein. Uh, Bill Clinton went there more than 20 times. Hillary Clinton went there at least six times. The amount of garbage that they found in these emails of criminal activity by Hillary, by her immediate circle, and even by other um, Democratic members of Congress was so disgusting. They gave it to the FBI, and they said, we're going to go public with this if you don't reopen the investigation, if you don't do the right thing with timely indictments. I believe, uh, I, I know, and this is from a very well-placed source of mine uh, at 1PP, One Police Plaza in New York, 
uh, the, the NYPD wanted to do a press conference announcing the warrants uh, and the additional arrests they were making in this investigation, and they've gotten huge pushback to the point of coercion from the Justice Department, with the Justice Department threatening to charge someone that had been unrelated in the uh, the accidental heart attack death of Eric Garner. The guy. Now, that came out in 2016 before the election, and then it was confirmed in the OIG report that was released by Michael Horowitz into McCabe, and that's what I pieced together and did a whole big expose on. Because How was it confirmed again? I forget. Because they had the emails of the two of them talking to the cops in New or the uh, federal officials in New York City telling them that that's what they were going to do. And he had said yeah. it way before. He said this way before that was actually a thing. I'll have to find that thread and pull it up for people to, to re-go over that again because... You know what we forgot to even add in there was other little things that people, most people don't even remember or even know about. But um, I think it was back in 2008 or nine, maybe early 10, I forget, but somewhere around those, that two and a half year span when Hillary Clinton was, was the uh, Secretary of State for Barack Obama. You don't remember the pedophilia scandal that broke out there? No. You remember you Chuck Todd, probably one of the oh, only- Oh, yes, 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 the State Department, yes. Probably one of the only good, decent pieces of work he ever did in his life, that chinless bastard. He goes and he reports on this, that there is a, uh, a gigantic, uh, a gigantic pedophilia problem that's been uncovered at the State Department. Yep. It had been, and, and you know who actually gave the State Department um, uh, the, the response to the State Department? It was the 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 the, the speaker, a spokesperson for the State Department, a, a younger, more vibrant Jen Psaki. She was out there, and she denied, of course, that there was no um, there was there was nothing going on. There's no cover up, and that all these allegations will be dealt with. It was all happening under under Hillary Clinton, and it just went away didn't they the have hillary clinton on in in a hearing about that on, on in congress i don't know about that uh, I, I just always refer to the chuck todd piece that he did yeah i um had that in my my old 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 youtube trailer yes i can't believe i was forgetting about that but yeah so again it's not like this is something new and so because that piece of information was corroborated that Eric Prince knew that then before we knew that it was, you know, obviously very true using internal documents, the rest of what he's saying, and we'll play a little bit more of it before we move on, the rest of what he says in here can be given a lot more credibility than it would have been given, been given if, um, if we hadn't had that confirmation. Here's a little bit more. I, uh, almost two years ago. So that's the level of pushback the Obama Justice Department is doing against actually seeking justice in these email and other related criminal matters. Uh, you know, there's five different parts of the FBI conducting investigation into these things with constant downdraft from the Obama Justice Department. So in the, I hope, unlikely and very unfortunate event that Hillary Clinton is elected president, we will have a constitutional crisis that we have not seen, I believe, since 1860. Little did he know 
what was happened after. I mean, when we heard this in 2016, we were like, oh my God. Like you said, we were like, wow. Yep. You know, now this is like, oh. <laughs> like, just like, oh man, I'm so excited. It was such an exciting thing. We and, thought and that something because, would really happen. Oh yeah, well, because it's, it's gold nuggets. You're talking about golden nuggets. It's not a mirage. It, it's just that the result was heartbreaking. The result was heartbreaking as far as nothing being done. So it, it's one thing to say, man, I, I had a hunch that something was going on and you legitimately got to the bottom of something and you saw that there was no there there. But when you got these nuggets there and you just start realizing that there is such gigantic collusion among big influential forces in the world that shape the world the way it is today to make sure that nothing will go and be exposed and dealt with in a proper way that just it just tears your tears your damn heart out it does so, that, it's, so you go you go through the from that point you 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 do what we do we go through the motions for our own self edification we pray we hope that that there's uh, there's some 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 place along the line where the dam breaks, but it's really just about self edification. We can't ignore it because there, because there's nobody out there with the 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 courage to actually uh, make make uh, make wrongs right. You just you certainly can't ignore it. But it really just comes down to we're educating ourselves, and that may not feel like enough at times, but it's all we got to do. That's that's and and so many people have done it that their politicization didn't work and it isn't working um, so much so that they have now started a new political party. Hold on, where is it? I have it up here. I had it up here. Oh, um, there is a third party alternative that is springing up called the uh, what is it called? Uh, the no labels. Saying, no. you know, you don't like what's on the left. You don't like what's on the right. Put yourself with no label. We're going to be a political party for the centrist. And the left is freaking out about it because there are a lot of people that see all this stuff going on, morally repulsive to them, cannot wrap their brain around it, but are not technically in their mind Republicans and don't want to call themselves Republicans. It's so, almost as if George Washington didn't tell us about this as he was leaving or set the precedent of being unaffiliated coming into office. He's the only president that had no affiliation, no party affiliation, and warned about warring factions and all that stuff as he's leaving, as he voluntarily left. Yes, they that, wanted he could him have forever. Been <laughs> he could have been president. He could have been king of America for life. And uh, and, and now we're just like, I, I guess we're just reinventing the wheel. Uh, whatever we got to do, fine. But uh, yeah, something's got to give. I, um, I have two clips to play here today from Tucker Carlson interviews. One of them is really going to, this one, well, here, wait, here. This is one about... <laughs> Nobody hate. I, there are some people that are watch the show that really don't like when we talk about this stuff. But sorry, here we go. Offended by conspiracy. If, if you go on TV tonight and say I think the Earth is flat, people will just laugh at you. 
They don't care if you think the earth is flat. It's not a threat to anyone. But if you say like, what, what actually happened with building seven? Like that is weird, right? It doesn't like, what is that? Right. If you were to say something like that on television, they'd flip out. They would flip out. So you'd like lose your job over that. Why? Why? It's my Mm -hmm. country. Right. It's an attack on my country. Can I ask it? Like, I don't really understand. Do buildings actually collapse? No, they, maybe they do. I don't know. But like, why can't I ask questions about that? Anything you're not allowed to ask questions about is something you should be asking more questions about. <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. I wonder why he's not Fox anymore. I know. I know. I'm because... in- interested, interested to see what what his uh, his path is going to be. And and we have a whole five minute long alien top alien subject. Kyle loves when we talk about aliens. Kyle loves aliens, and I Me think too. he's still in the chat, so we can talk about aliens because Kyle's here. Um, let's listen. Do you want to listen to this Tucker story about aliens? Sure. It's gonna. It's pretty good. We've got a few minutes, so let's listen to it. Here we go. I don't know when this interview was recorded. I'll just put that out there. Here we go. Wait. If it'll play, which apparently it doesn't want to. Play. It's not playing. I'm going to refresh. Here we go. And it was only in the past five years when all this evidence would emerge. And I'd be like, well, that doesn't, that's not true. It doesn't seem true to me. Like, I don't know what the truth is, but I can tell when someone's lying. It's my one gift. And I would see these people lying and I'd be like, why are they lying? I know they're lying, but why? And so I really came to this, like, at the age of 50. That's very late. Like, I never for a second thought you have UFOs. What changed your attitude at 50? The evidence. Which is what? Well, we, we, well, oh my gosh. The Pentagon was required by the last defense authorization bill to, like, produce some of their files on UFOs, and it turns out they have known about this since the end of the Second World War, which ended in 1945. Been a huge increase during that war, during the war as well. Huge increase in UFO sightings, in UFO crashes, and it turns out the federal government has been tracking this for 80 years and lying about it. So why? Well, that's a great question, I can't answer it. Theories, but I don't know. But here's what I learned. The first question is, is this real? Or am I just being a crazy person who's spending too much time on the internet? Well, this summer, we got a call. We didn't reach out, this person called us. Lexi, who's standing right there, who's a genius, one of our producers, gets this call from this guy who's a tenured Stanford Medical School professor. And he wants to come on the show. Now, this guy has a couple patents, and so he's rich. And he's got tenure at one of the most prestigious schools in the world. So, like, he's not a flake. He comes on, and he's like, 11 years ago, the U.S. government reached out to me because I'm an expert on head injuries, on brain injuries, traumatic brain injuries. As a physician, they had all these court cases from families of U.S. servicemen, over 100, who'd been killed by UFOs. The Department of Defense was refusing to give them death benefits or medical benefits. And he's like, so they're in the courts. And I was like, there are over a hundred servicemen killed by UFOs? Like, what? He's like, yeah. And there are court cases about it. I'm like, why isn't this on the front page of the New York Times? I don't know. But he goes, I'm involved in it. I'm the, you know, I'm one of the researchers. I'm the expert witness in these cases. Holy shit. What does that mean? And he's like, for example, UFOs appear to be attracted for whatever reason to nuclear energy. So at nuclear missile bases in the upper Midwest, for example, nuclear powered aircraft carriers, nuclear powered submarines are all getting buzzed by these objects, including underwater. 
And in a number of cases, these things have landed on military bases, including famously in Germany, in West Germany in the 70s. And servicemen have approached them like, what is this thing? There's this like giant glowing thing on the base. And they approach and they get traumatic brain injury. Like they are rendered. Like, yeah, yeah. They get brain damage or they're killed. And he studied their brains. And they have, this is all totally real. This is not, this is the Department of Defense, dude. And they've all had this damage from some kind of powerful energy that we cannot identify. So then this guy's like, wow, he's just a scientist. He never believed in UFOs. He's like, this is real. I cannot believe this is real. This is like crazy. He should do research on it. He's still at Stanford. And it turns out that actually, yes, these things have been shot down and crashed. And the U.S. government has the wreckage. And it's being held by defense contractors, Raytheon, Lockheed, which are big independent companies, but that work for the U.S. government, they're really part of the Department of Defense, but they're separate. So you can't, their sunshine laws don't apply to them. You can't actually get information from them. It's a very tricky way to hide information. And they have the wreckage from these crafts. Hmm. And I'm like, really? Are we positive these aren't like advanced Russian or Chinese? No, of course not. Is it more like the government or whatever is just this good at hiding it or people just don't care? Well, I think it's a combination of both. I think it's too big for people to metabolize. Like, if Prince Harry says something stupid, everyone's like, I can't believe Prince Harry. Because, like, that's manageable. You can, like, oh, this douchey fake prince with his stupid wife from Santa Monica. Like, I get that. <laughs> but the idea that we're not alone in the universe and we're getting buzzed by these objects whose behavior defies physics, like, that just explodes too many categories in my head. I just can't deal with it. And I think that's part of it. But I'll tell you this, the most interesting from my perspective, it's, I don't know if it's a consensus, but a lot of people, serious people, not crazy people who study this stuff, U.S. government employees seem to believe that these objects are coming from under the oceans. So the conventional view is they're coming in from outer space. There's not actually a lot of that. You know, something enters the atmosphere, we can see it yeah, on satellite, yeah. and there's not any evidence of that, actually. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's happening, but we don't know that it is. There's a lot of evidence these things are coming out of the ocean, including videotape, of these objects coming out of the water at high speed, or even more amazing, descending at Mach 3 into the water. And then, of course, we have a huge submarine what fleet. What the fuck? What the fuck? Then we have a huge submarine fleet, American, but also Chinese and Russian, underwater with pretty sensitive measurement devices, sonar, etc. And they have recorded these objects doing hundreds of knots underwater. So like, let's just stop there. Wait, what's knots? Uh, it's 1.1 miles per hour. It's oh. a way that we measure objects in the water. Oh. It's 1.1 miles. It's a little more than Mile, mile per hour, and a, and a mile is a measurement that we use in the United States. Right. It's distinct from a kilometer, which I think is right. Yeah. common in Canada. But anyway, Canada. <laughs> these things are moving at impossibly high speeds. So just like, let's just apply common sense for one second. If I take a 45 ACP, you know, a, a 45 caliber handgun and fire it at you underwater in, say, a swimming pool 50 feet away, you can catch the bullet because the resistance is so strong from the water that objects can't move that fast underwater. We know that, but they are, and they're moving without any visible means of propulsion. So no wake, no bubbles. Where, where have we like tracked that all over speed. the world? Um, that's the Nelk boys, by the way, for people that are wondering. That's, that's the, uh, that's the one. That's the one that he did. That was a couple months. That's like a month or a half old now. I, I would have to, since he's talking about his producer, it's pre- pre-firing or getting you know sh muzzling i should say i should say yeah well i still have a lot of questions about all that stuff we I all have, do uh, we all do i think we can process it though i think that if they announced that that aliens were actually doing things like that we'd all just be like oh 
<laughs> and I, I, my, my biggest thing that I want to work out is why any kind of advanced intelligence would allow the bumbling freaks of uh, that, that inhabit world governments to stand in the way of people knowing the truth. That's what I want to know. Why, why? How would the United States government become a uh, insurmountable firewall between the truth? and a uh, and visitors from other dimensions or another part of the galaxy that makes no sense to me unless the government are the aliens Ooh, that's scary i mean it, 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 it makes it makes no sense to me aren't there there are a lot of documented um stories and documented things where people say that they were working at nuclear bases etc and craft would like render them non-operational yep like they don't want nuclear war or anything like that on planet earth so they would render nuclear facilities inoperable a lot of that a lot of that has been has been uh documented by pretty unimpeachable sources too these are sane pretty sane people and and then of course there's also those those like uh paul hellier the old Canadian defense minister who had gone on on uh, on record for years about the kinds of spe different species that we were regularly interfacing with and had uh, working agreements with um, forces of light and also parasitical forces. So I, I love I love digging into all that stuff. Uh, people get way too reductive now. They get way too reductive now. It becomes a. Um, for 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 a lot of people, it just becomes a an issue of oh, it's demonic or mm -hmm. it's uh, it's uh, whatever. It's it, it's only it's only this or that. And like okay, well, can't get too rigid. You can't you cannot you cannot be a human being on this earth and assume perfect knowledge of anything. You can't do it. If you can, then I have to trust. I have to distrust your judgment. Um, th there's 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 far too much we don't know. And we're never going to find out until we die. And uh, and then even then you just you just don't know. Someone said in the comments, didn't John Lear talk about this stuff too? Yes, yes he did. Yeah, and there's a lot of people who who find who are detractors of John Lear. You know, you have to you have to just go into reading and listening and balancing it off of everything, trying to find consistencies, trying to poke at the uh, the inconsistencies, trying to see what people. Uh, what people how they explain especially people who who represent a certain cause or a certain argument on a certain topic topic you have to see how they explain things that don't make sense and then from there you take your notes what seems plausible what seems like it's just you're you're relying more on faith than anything else and then the other thing there too is you don't need every piece of information for something to be right i mean it, you don't need everything there's just certain thresholds i don't know i guess you know when you find it but we got to do a lot more digging the problem is that all these conversations have always been um they've been uh i don't know it's been very hard to have these in in, in public because either the establishment is making fun of you for it they're creating all of this very um mocking 
uh, media around it, the movies, the comic books, the jokes, uh, this and that, the quirked brows, all the, the the newsmen and women who think that you're nutty. And then and then there's uh, there's switcheroos. Then all of a sudden they start paying more attention to it. You don't know what to trust. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it. you got to just uh, feel feel it out, I guess. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're watching the live show, we're about to end. You can head on over to Kyle's. Make sure uh, you watch his show. Thanks for the, the time change, Kyle. I just Thank you, would, Kyle. Yeah, I thought it would be better. It doesn't make sense to do it otherwise. Um, and you have been listening to the Dark to Light podcast with... Frankie Val on the drums and... Beans. You can hear us every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 2.30 Eastern Time on TuneIn, Stitcher, Apple iTunes, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and RadioInfluence.com or live... Monday through Friday at 8.30 a.m. Eastern Time on Rumble Getter and also on Twitter. Also catch Frank's show Monday through Friday at 7 p.m. QuiteFrankly.tv and also live right here on Rumble. We will be back here Wednesday. Later. Later.